places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again Hey everybody and welcome to the Where's Willie podcast. Join me, William Miller, as I travel the country talking to manufacturers of all types about their trials, tribulations, and triumphs in the industry. This show is brought to you by Koganay International America, Inc. Welcome to the Where's Willie podcast, a national manufacturing podcast sponsored by Koganay International America, Inc., a global manufacturer of more than 512 thousand components that will help miniaturize every device, machine, robotic, and automated process in every industry sector of manufacturing. Today on the Where's Willie podcast, my virtual travels take me to Nashville, Tennessee to talk with my buddy, Ken Ott of Medicake. Ken Ott is an author, speaker, and co-founder of Medicake, which is an e-commerce growth team and helps some of the most influential brands in the world create healthy growth. Medicaid provides coaching, one-on-one services, as well as tools like guides and courses for businesses of all sizes looking to grow using e-commerce. Ken is also the host of the Agency Exposed podcast, a podcast for agencies and service businesses. Learn more at Medicaid.com. Ken, welcome to the Where's Willie podcast. Hey, man. How you doing? Doing great, man. I bet the weather is sunny and nice and beautiful in Nashville. It's sunny, nice, and beautiful. It is a little humid right now. It feels like soup outside, like you're walking, <laughs> just walking through soup. And you're going to get no sympathy from me. So no, uh, you're in that area. I lived up there a little bit. Well, our governor just said that we can't go inside or outside, uh, including <laughs> a park with 900 acres around us, or we'll get a ticket for not wearing our masks. So, all right. So for all the listeners, you and I, we talked last week. We were part of a, uh, a panel discussion with the AHTD Association for all things manufacturing and we talked about e-commerce so to me it's the one thing that i said a year ago would never happen and now whether we blame corona we blame globalization we blame our parents e-commerce is taking over so just to kind of get some you can can pretty much blame anything on corona of course so i guess let's start with just e-commerce what is it from your vantage point specifically in manufacturing and what do you see happening and why everybody's uh, embracing e-commerce i think that a lot of times e-commerce is is misunderstood from a few different angles it's really just one one sales channel for a business you know and um if you're a consumer business if you sell to end consumers and even if you don't but if you sell to end consumers e-commerce is the online channel. If you sell to other businesses, you also should have an online channel that if it's not e-commerce traditionally, it's some sort of sales channel, right? Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of, a lot of businesses uh, over the last 10 years, you get these e-commerce first businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So like they're newer brands that start in the e-commerce world. I believe it's my opinion that it's kind of created a landscape that says in the consumer space, e-commerce, you know, some of these brands are only e-commerce and, and that's okay. But I don't think that that's okay. I believe that to have a healthy business, you need to have a diverse sales channel strategy and the direct consumer channel, which is the e-commerce channel is, is one of those. And I think one of the most important ones, but there are many, many channels. We talked last week a lot about the distribution channel, the wholesale channel, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call it. 
their marketplace channels, right? Like Amazon and Walmart and those kind of things. And there's a few different, there's other channels as well, but e-commerce has kind of gotten a lot of the spotlight. Obviously sure. we've been locked at home for feels like forever, like the entire year, basically mm-hmm. the FedEx guy is now part of my family. Cause he's here five, six times a day. <laughs> Like no joke. And he probably is part of yours too. Yep. So, um, e-commerce, you know, it had grown a ton over the last 10 years. And I actually heard the stat that it was, that it had grown another 10 years time in just three months. That's sort of like the, the amount of growth it had over the last three months. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was no other way to buy. The thing is that that kind of was disruptive, obviously, and it forced the adoption for maybe a, a lot of, consumers who mm-hmm. maybe hadn't embraced it, but also for a lot of businesses, you know, who thought maybe I will, you know, I, I don't do business that way and it kind of forced adoption. And while maybe that's a little painful, I do think there's always some benefit in, in thinking about how, what, what, what's the good inside of that? Like, what can I learn from that? And so maybe we can talk about some of that today because I know, I know the audience is, as I understand it, your audience is mainly manufacturers. We work with a, a lot of brands, manufacturers, people who make products and help coach them and and work with them on how to sell using e-commerce as one of the channels. And and I think that everyone's thinking about it right now and and maybe rightly so, but I also just want to say like, it's not the only channel. It shouldn't be the only answer. And I think as a society, as people, we tend to pendulum swing back and forth to extremes. And I, I don't want us to swing into the extreme of e-commerce only. It's one channel. It's an important channel. And it's really easy for the customer, honestly, for a lot of customers. And so that's why people adopt it, right? Sure. And so at businesses, we need to think about how to utilize it, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, the one thing that, you know, I keep hitting on is no company that makes a physical product, whether it's B2B, B2C, I don't care where the B takes it to. The transaction either comes from a handshake face-to-face, came from a phone call, a fax, People are still using faxes and virtually, which is the simple definition for me of e-commerce. It's where a transaction occurs digitally, online, Amazon, Google, whatever. For Kogane, we privately own Japanese manufacturer, global, seven subsidiaries around the world. We sell through distribution. Our distributors can't go into buildings. Right. So if you remove the transaction from occurring with a handshake, and signing an invoice and getting it delivered by my distributor salesperson of Kogane, how will I now get that product? I would hope that our distributors has a e-commerce online store to deliver virtually. Some kind, yeah. So, and of course, you know, as you and I talked with the association, of course, we're going to continue to support sales because they drive our brand growth by introducing Kogane to OEMs and automotive, marine, medical, medical device, pharmaceutical. They're in their APR or their geography. But there's also this emergence of offline sales. And that to me is something in the adoption of Amazon, just like me. When a new technology comes out, I want to learn about that on my own, not when I'm working. So even if you don't have an online store, like at Kogane, we don't have published list price. We don't do transactions at KoganeUSA.com. We say, here's the product line, here's the CAD, the specs, everything else. 
find the local distributor nearby you because of our agreement, they're stocking. So they have it local and then they'll deliver it. So trying to figure out what the hell is going on, how we do all of this, you know, I think the biggest value is all the things that you, you know, have brought to the table in the development of Medicaid. So for the context of the listeners, now that we've kind of set the foundation of it's here, taking a company that makes things to see value and how you would help us or any other any other company, regardless of their channel. And then we can, you know, kind of peel the onion and talk about the different tools and, you know, best practices that you've been implementing with the success you've had with past customers. So let's just start with that. Let's yeah. tell the audience, who is Medicaid? So Medicaid, you mentioned it in, in my bio, but we call ourselves an e-commerce growth team. And so inside of that, at the top level, we work with brands of all sizes, helping them implement healthy, sustainable e-commerce sales strategies. And so in, in the way you just mentioned it, it's, it's helping grow that virtual, that virtual channel, right? However you sell, because inside of that, just to your point about face to face and shaking hands, all that kind of stuff, all of that relationship building stuff has to happen, whether it happens virtually through an e-commerce channel or physically, right? So in the world of e-commerce, you still have to build relationships with customers. Mm-hmm. You still have to gain their trust. You just have to do it in a different way, but you still have to do it. And we help people, we help brands do that strategically. There's sort of several ways that that we try and help. We have content, some, a lot of free educational content, which hopefully I'll, I'll direct uh, some of the listeners to, to, I, th- I think we put some things together that I think if they're just getting started or they're just figuring out how to tr- maybe transition or actually just grow an e-commerce channel might be some, some content that would be helpful for them. I'll direct, we can link to that later, but we have content and then we work one-on-one through coaching. So some, sometimes there's a team that implements things like, you know, you might have marketers, you might have developers, you might have, you might just need um, help thinking through the strategy from an, from an executive standpoint. And so we can, we help do that and help think through it strategically. And then uh, for a lot of brands, we help them implement those strategies. So that might be creating something like an e-commerce store, you know, website that might be launching your, your campaigns, you know, your, your advertising campaigns digitally or otherwise, you know, Facebook and the other, other channels also do, you know, a lot of people when they think about e-commerce, even, you know, especially e-commerce native brands, they think oftentimes 90% of their effort goes to before the sale mm-hmm. and then the sale happens. And this is not a criticism. It's just like, they think, okay, that's done. And I'm going to, you know, continue getting more sales, but that sale is, is the starting line to a lot of opportunity between the relationship with the customer. And so we help a lot of people just think through how do you maximize your relationship with the customer? How do you grow that over time? And how do you do that using uh, things like email, you know, a really scalable relationship building email program and, you know, other, you know, tech, using technology, how do you grow a relationship and how do you sell more product to those people? So that's kind of an overview of like, you know, how, what we do and how people work with us. We've worked with some of the biggest brands in the world and some of the smallest brands in the world. And, and again, helping them create stable growth through the e-commerce channel. To that point, I just say it is not a unique situation for brands to 
think about the pros and cons of mm-hmm. how the two channels or how several channels uh, play with each other, right? Because yeah. an e-commerce channel can be a threat to a wholesale channel, you yeah. know, and vice versa. And same with a marketplace. Your, your marketplace channel, like if you're listed on Amazon, again, competes with your other channels. And so I wouldn't say that that's a bad thing. It just needs to be part of a, a complementary strategy, right? Like, in my opinion, and we saw this with coronavirus happening, we, we've always told people that, hey, look, whatever you do, you know, you may be traditionally a wholesale business. We work with a lot of traditional like businesses, especially um, CP, big CPGs like P&G and those okay. kind of companies. Like they're traditionally just their distri- distribution. They have retail relationships. They're big box stores. Like that's where most of their business comes from. And we've always said that you, if you just have one channel, whatever it is, I think you're really vulnerable. And then we saw that with coronavirus, like when stores got shut down, I would have never thought in December that we'd not be able to go into stores or be locked at home. And then all of a sudden that happens. And so it, it shows you that really anything can happen. Sure. And so the only way I think you can prepare appropriately is just have a diversified, if you're in a bit, at least a business, you know, not personally, but and personally too, have a diversified strategy. It's like your stock portfolio, right? You don't put everything in one stock. You don't put your life savings in one thing. You diversify it so that if that thing goes down, there's something else. And so I think in the same way, you look at these different channels and even if you're all in wholesale or all in distribution, I, I believe it's important to consider what it looks like to balance that with other channel strategies as well, like e-commerce. Well, and again, I think that you're being quite humble because obviously, you know, Medicaid, you guys have been having a lot of growth. Um, there's a lot of manufacturers that I know of that are reaching out. And I think a lot of it has to do with an absence of knowledge. I can call it ignorance or, you know, like me, it's just every word term acronym is new because we haven't looked at it. We've put so much time into the face to face. You brought up a good point, and I want to talk about this as we transition to talking about what a typical customer looks like, what an ideal customer is with Medicaid, and how those work. So, again, to continue the context, Medicaid is not a software MRP or SaaS company. Medicaid is somebody where, for example, Kogane, we've been revamping our entire website. One of the, and I'm sure this is the customer knock that you've been getting, especially as you and I have been on this road show talking to so many manufacturers and, and distributors, just kind of giving our, what are we doing and what's working? They invest the 50, 70, 110, $120,000 to have, let's draw a line. Let's say they're similar to Koganate. They have all their CAD now available online. They have all the spec sheets all available online. They have all the product line, 512,000 components online. But if nobody knows then they're they're in their conference calls are now virtually going to Zoom like, I don't know, we got the e-commerce like the world said, and we're not getting any transactions. And I think you hit on it. Number one, you've got to have, and I don't call it a contract, communication, agreement, clear understanding. If you've got a direct sales channel, if you've got multiple channels, they all need to be aware of what you're doing with your e-commerce. So if it's like I said, like Kogane, hey, we're still supporting distribution. We're telling everybody, here's all the resources you need. Now go to whoever that's nearest by. I mean, we've got 50 distributor partners exclusively here, coast to coast in, in the Americas. So then 
we have this done, we have to think strategy, and this is why you and I are pals, because I bother you all the time on, okay, we've got it now, Ken, so now what do we do? And the biggest difference that I say since I started this podcast and I want to be the guy for all things manufacturing because to me it's a world of like we all love the TV show how it's made that's literally what I get to do we are a part supplier b2b we go into these major OEMs of every industry every brand that we know and help them make that razor that crayon that medical device that you know video game console and the difference is And this is why that last point you just made and where so much of your advice and support has been going to the products that manufacturers make, it's not a bottle of wine, meaning have the transaction. Yum. That was good. And we move on. Our products are, Hey, we got it. We got it installed, but the running parallelism at end of stroke is five thousandths of a millimeter off and we are damaging every circuit board that we have coming on the conveyor. So as of today, since the installation, we've lost about $2 million in material waste. Mm. You have to stay engaged because the products we're making are getting installed on these devices and machines and things happen. So worst case scenario, or to say at the very lowest scale, I'm sure at Medicaid, are you supporting them with content of advice, troubleshoot, Oh, you know, no. I mean, they got the they got the catalog. <laughs> and, you know, that's where I think, you know, our conversations, that's where it's been a big eye opener to say assumption is not good, especially virtually now, because the responses from customers can go as far as the eye can see now. So you can't yeah, hide. I think you said it really well. And, and that's a good example. You know, I mean, I guess there's no requirement to support after the after the fact but it's just a good brand building technique the more successful someone is with your product whether you're a traditional direct to consumer brand that you sell you know widgets to customers and they're really simple or you're a more complicated you you create something more complicated that then you know it's you're selling b2b either way there's just making the the more you can make your product successful in their hands the more likely they are to continue to buy and to tell people about it and, and all that kind of stuff. And especially as you develop more products. And so the challenge is everyone kind of gets that, but the challenge is then maybe executing it in a scalable way. And one of the things that we do is kind of help people do that. Cause it's just, you know, it's, it's part strategy, part, part tool set. Like how do you, you know, there are tools that help you do that, but it's important to do it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted to mention that you said was, if you just build something, it's not going to just produce anything, right? And that's the same way that if you just built your product, right? Like I made this product, why is no one buying it? If you're not going out and talking to people, they're not going to even know about it. In the same way as if you build your website or your the, the place that people will transact with you, unless you're marketing it and talking about it, and unless your other channels know about it, it's not going to be effective. Not only that, I would say, but the cool thing about these, these channels, and this is, everyone knows this, but if you don't have these multiple channels, you're not seeing the benefit of it, but these channels help each other too. hundred percent. Right? Like uh, we work with brands all over the place where they're, they're e-commerce first, and then they go into a distributor relationship to be in retail stores and their sales go up on their e-commerce channel as well mm-hmm. 
as the retail stores because they're getting more visibility and vice versa. They run, some brands may run as much as a million dollars a month in paid ads on online. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or maybe even more, but like, that's kind of a good number sending them to their direct, their, to their e-commerce store. However, those ads make people walk into, you know, the, the, the locations that carry their product mm -hmm. and buy from there as well. And when you see the lift happen there as well, the cool thing is, is the channels help each other. And then even the channel strategies, you know, they cross over and they help each other as well. That's why it's important for everyone to talk to each other to, to what you mentioned earlier. But I think from a content standpoint, too, where you can help a lot of our listeners is just like the conversations that you and I had. There was a big misconception of my own wanting to sell the value of one of our widgets, one of our parts, compared to the 30 other manufacturers that make something similar, but ours is in a different shopping aisle. And the, the message, though my intent was to build community and loyalty because I was speaking as a feature and benefit, it was a commercial that they ignored. And so, you know, you and Medicaid helped me realize if you are going to talk about just how great your product is and not explain what happens by them buying it. For example, mm -hmm. I can talk and I said this yesterday uh, on another recording, but I can talk about how Kogane has the world's smallest linear actuator. And I'm not stating that as a fact on behalf of Kogane, but I'm just giving the example. You know, our smallest pen cylinder is 2.5 millimeter bore. So that's about the size of pencil lead. So it's small. So any design engineers that hear that are going to go, oh, okay, Kogane, oh, they specialize in miniaturization to make all their parts small. The content messaging that you help companies with, like me, is will get off about the the pen cylinder being small, talk about how miniaturization improves operation costs, helps increase capability for design engineers to duplicate their capability if it's going in the same device, but they can basically, and I make the comparison, if you got one engine in a box and you're miniaturized like Kogane is, and now you can tell that engineer, hey, if we partner with Kogane, they can put two engines in the same box. We just double our capability of our machine. That's the value message and putting that out there as content. And I think, you know, I think that's one of the things that I think Medicaid does so well is helping people in that conversation like you do with Willie about, all right, I understand that you love the product, you know, right. but it's kind of like, you know, I go, I always go back to real estate. Like you can love the rhododendrons, but they're buying the house because it has a pool. They don't care about the flowers. And I think that Medicaid does a great job of helping manufacturers not look at just what their part can do, but how it impacts the person that buys it. It's selling the result. Correct. Right? You're right. Like, it's, it's if you can, as a business, have someone buy the result, or even better yet, have someone buy your brand mm -hmm. and not the product, then that's actually the best path to a loyal customer yeah. because then you're not commoditized, right? It's really hard for someone to rip off your brand or who you are, your DNA. So if you can have someone sold on that, then that's the most, that's the, the biggest competitive advantage that you can have. And then selling the result actually, you know, I, I often say like, um, we worked with, uh, recently a big, like uh, dental 
disrupt your brand. Okay. And they were really good at talking about this. But one of the things they kept saying is like, everyone wants clean teeth. No one wants to go to the dentist, right? Right. Like if you sell, Hey, come to the dentist. No one's going to come. Right. Right. If you sell clean teeth and you'll get people to come like, cause there's pain or sometimes there's pain involved actually sure. to get to the result. But oftentimes there might just, they might just be uninterested in the actual thing. They're just interested in the result. And so as, as makers, you know, cause I'm, I, we're all makers, right? Like yeah. in, in our own way. And, and especially people who, who make these products, like they've innovated, they've done something really, really cool. They're genuinely excited about it for good reason. Sure. And so you tend to get really into the details and here's why, especially when it's, it's an engineering thing, mm-hmm. there's just a good, we do, tr- we do try our best to provide feedback to, to say, Hey, that's okay. So how do we simplify that for the end customer? Right. How do we simplify that to something that is selling the result that's a value? Because ultimately, if you can get someone to buy that, then it's much more powerful. So let's do this then for the listeners. Typical customer, they're going to get a hold of you, say, hey, we have this SaaS or we have our platform. We're not either getting A, engagement, B, we don't have community, B, we're struggling with loyalty. I said B three times. A, B, C, or D, we want to get more leads, You know, more activity. Yeah. So... I guess, can you kind of walk me through, and I always say, you know, handshake to touchdown. So customer comes to you, they're going to say, hey, oh my gosh, we heard you on the Where's Willie podcast. Uh, We're so excited. Like, can you just kind of walk me through like first interaction, what you're going to ask them, and then how you're going to determine how best Medicaid is going to help? So most people come to us, you know, you're going to find just like in the manufacturing business or any other business, right? There are a lot of people that make a lot of different things maybe similar things. Mm. And, but the reason you go to certain brands over and over again is for their unique expertise. And so we do things that other people do. We run a lot of marketing campaigns. We build e-commerce stores and we optimize them. You know, we design them. That's the website, right? We do a lot of email marketing and, and that kind of thing. But the reason you come to us is because we put all that through a filter of experience and strategy. And so the typical customer for us is a brand that's either, if they're a larger brand, they're, they maybe hit a ceiling. They're maybe looking to transition or, or implement something like, for instance, maybe traditionally all through wholesale and distribution. And you may be wanting to start your e-commerce channel or vice versa. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some goal that they have. And so that comes to us to help, help them achieve that goal. And then on the other side, you know, we work with a lot of brands that if you're starting out and you have very little to invest, I would say we, we create a lot of free and self-serve paid content that's, that's inexpensive. That would be a good place to start there. But once you've proven a model where you have, have a little bit more to invest, that's when we help those smaller brands actually use that, their resources as best as possible. And I mean that honestly, like we'll, we'll get on the phone with, with whoever. In fact, we've been doing that through coronavirus. And that's one of our, our offers is, Hey, if, if you're thinking about e-commerce and, and you just don't know anything, like be happy to jump on the phone with you for like 15, 30 minutes or whatever and help you process it. And it's not a sales call or anything. And then if we can help, we'd love to, but for a lot of people, you know, that's going to be what we, we do. We just, we talk with them for a short period of time. We kind of give them our input 
understand their business, trying to add value. And then if there's a way that we can help them create a strategy that can help can increase that momentum that they're seeing or make that transition, then we'll, we'll suggest that. And so we're super like low pressure on that side of things. And it's also part of our philosophy. Like we create a lot of free content that honestly teaches everything that we do so that, you know, if you, if you had the resources and the understanding of it, you could follow that. And I'm not saying you could achieve necessarily any result or the same result. I can't make that claim, but it is the formula. We, we teach the formula that we see become more like successful. So I don't know if that, that makes sense, but I think at, at the end of the day, it's like, if you're thinking about e-commerce, we'd love to help you process that and talk to you. If you don't know anything about it, or if you have tried it and you've seen some success or maybe it's not working, there's two sides of it. There's strategy and there's execution. You kind of, you definitely need both. I think, you know, in the technology web e-commerce world, there has been a lot, a lot of progression on making things easy to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great, but I think the challenge can, can tend to be that brands and people and businesses may just start doing things without actually thinking about the strategy and the result they're trying to get. And so then you might be, you might do something and be like, ah, it didn't work or it did work and I don't know why or whatever. I think it's really important, especially as a business that's, that's grown and running that you just think about, okay, what are the pros and cons of doing this thing? What's the strategy to making success? And actually, what are you trying to achieve? You know, like if you're going to invest, like you said, like, you know, 50, dollars $200,000 in e-commerce plus marketing, like what's the end result? What right. do you think it, the value is? Right. So obviously you guys are very front end on strategy. And of course, any kind of marketing campaign you do, whether it's, you know, I even say, you know, going to a trade show, that's marketing. You're setting up, you're buying a booth for 15 grand. You're standing there till your ankles get swollen to tell everybody how great you are and asking for a business card. You know, there's some of that same opportunity, you know, through ads and online marketing campaigns to where either A, it's just kind of, you know, building that brand, putting yourself out there as a, a thought leader, right, over a certain technology or innovation. And this is where we can kind of talk about best case strategies. And I think you can share a little bit about, you know, why doing one isn't as good as doing everything that you can. You know, one of the things that you heard when I gave my presentation was right now, especially on the social media platforms, it's free. And the reason why Medicaid exists in my mind is because companies know. So maybe they're getting educated and they know now, but they're too uncomfortable to do it. They're too uncomfortable to be on camera. They're too uncomfortable to put themselves out there and misspeak about the credibility of their product. Because again, it's not a pair of jeans. It's not something that's influenceable. Our end customer is an engineer <laughs> and they're going to say, Will, love the schlep. Don't need the gel in your hair. Don't need to see you in the lobby with donuts. Send us 20. We're going to do durability testing on them on the next you know, 20 to 30 days or whatever. Because that's the process or that's the relationship, for me, there's this opportunity for management. So I just want to ask. So company comes to you. They know in their mind how great their product is. They trust in Medicaid because you guys know e-commerce. But just to give everybody some comfort, you're not going to dictate or not allow them to provide input, right? So when you do put together the marketing strategy, whether it's, like I said, running ads or some of the other strategies, you do get their feedback. So there is some collaboration 
and time that you guys will take to understand clearly, hey, what, what is it that you guys want to market, number one? Not only is that, I mean, it's required. Okay. I don't think there's any, there's no way to get to, to a project launching, I mean, a website, for instance, or yeah. a marketing campaign without both sides being involved. In fact, I would say the flip side is if, if the expectation is, is I don't want to do anything, then, then I would just recommend that as you as a business don't launch that initiative because it's going to take time and, and focus and, and, and only you can provide that because you have the intimate knowledge of your business and your product and all that kind of stuff and your customers. And so I would say in, in a large degree, we're like a coach and then we also help execute it. But that middle ground is like, you have the subject matter expertise and, and our specialty is, is the direct consumer side of it. That being said, I would say while our specialty is direct consumer, we have a lot of experience navigating the other channels. And so while I wouldn't say our, our expertise is the distribution channel, we know a lot about the distribution channel as it pertains to consumer products sure. and how the strategy goes. And so to that end, I just, I, you know, I would say um, you do need whoever runs these strategies needs to understand the interaction between the channels because it's super important. But yeah, no, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be us just running and doing things. In fact, it would be the other side of it. Like I said, anyone, you know, in this space who, who is at all interested in the area of e-commerce and especially if you have a healthy distribution channel or, or, or one of your sales channels really healthy, We'd love to help you process that if we can add value. And then, yeah, you can feel free to to reach out to us or learn more about us at medicake.com or connect directly with me. We can I can run through all those at the end of the show, but certainly reach out to us and we'll help you process that. So I just have a, a few more questions too, real quick. Yeah. So I would argue that you're not just a coach though. I As I looked at you know all the services that you guys are providing to so many people, I really think of you as a general contractor, meaning You'll do, for example, a marketing campaign. You work on the creative, you do the launch, so it's implemented, the execution, but maybe Medicaid, depending on, again, budgets, different personnel, et cetera, maybe customers say, hey, we don't want Medicaid to do the management, so the response, the leads, et cetera. What I love about Medicaid is you provide a lot of flexibility, just like you know a lot of technology partners that work alongside Medicaid. So when people do come in to see you, it's not, oh boy, we're gonna spend all of our budget with just Medicaid. No, you give people a lot of options on, hey, as far as you know, some kind of management software, here, here's some of the ones that we know that have worked well, or you know, here's some of the other capabilities that we have. So I think by partnering with you guys and having your focus be on the execution and then being somebody that can be a consultant to everybody that you work with, I just think is fantastic because there's other companies that they want to put everything in one piece. And sometimes maybe they're not the best at everything. They're good at a little. And I think that's really what, as I've seen over the last few months, especially as I've talked to other people that have made your ears ring and talk about the success they're having with Medicaid, because they're very, very good at the strategy and execution and they don't try to be everything. And so they've given us a lot of freedom, especially too, like on maybe some restricted budgets because of Corona, et cetera. And I think that's really probably why you guys have been propelling forward so much further. So I want to get back to then let's talk strategy and coaching. 
So just like having e-commerce, okay, we need a strategy and execution to get that message out. We work with Medicaid, we do that. Can I get you to agree with me that there's still, a, especially in manufacturing, because this is the old way, this is the way we've always done it, there's still people in our industry, frankly, that call computers machines. They refuse to use them. <laughs> anything that's technology outside of a, well, I, I lost the, oh, here. Anything outside of that, still in our industry. And we're talking people that are generating four, 10, $50 million. The coaching piece doesn't come from teaching them the techniques that you guys are implementing. No. The coaching comes from, I would bet, supporting the message and sharing. For example, we could do something with Medicaid and highlight one of our technologies. Like we've been really growing in advanced robotics. So we have, again, miniaturized end of arm components. So there's a lot of value in what we have. Will, head of marketing and business development by myself in the Americas could preach my message on LinkedIn or you know the different avenues that I would do with you. But isn't there some coaching opportunity where, hey, Will, if you, since you, you know, are, doing the marketing for a 470 team network of sales engineers we could help you to have 470 sales engineers share that message also so can you kind of talk about what the coaching looks like and why it's important that everybody the more the more people that you get to participate the better returns that you would have you know i know you played college football right was yep. college football yep right so i I, I played sports my entire life. And even to this day in business, I have a business coach. Yeah. And so the reason we use that word is it's not a hierarchy. It's just someone that has experience in a specialized area, maybe more experience than, than you have in that specialty, challenging you, giving you input on it, mm -hmm. on, on what you're doing and, and kind of pushing you in the right direction. Um, it's not playing the game for you. Right. And the coach is clearly usually not the best athlete on the team, but their specialty is different. I think when we talk about the area of coaching, you know, we have sort of like three areas that we the people would some call us like a hybrid agency. But, you know, we can do stuff for you, like the one on one services where we're implementing campaigns or we're building websites and those kind of things. But so the areas like like you said, you might have 450 people. You may be doing a lot of things already. You just don't know. You know, you're going into, let's say, this e-commerce world and, and you don't know exactly how best to do that. Right. So we'll help give feedback and kind of guide the team on, hey, maybe we think this initiative is important. And here's or, or as we're building the strategy, let's think about all these different things and kind of give guidance and feedback along the way so that we kind of help you get to your end result. But you're doing because you, because you have the people and honestly, for smaller budgets or for, for businesses that want to have a lot of those roles in house that works really well because it's uh it's sort of just a way to get a fractional bit of experience on your team in a specialized area. And so, yeah, you, I think you're exactly right with, with that. And, you know, if you're trying to get all your salespeople to be marketers, like you said, like having input outside input on how to do that can be really effective. Sure. So again, for all of our listeners, co-founder of Medicake, leaders of strategy, in my mind, and execution for uh, those that are embracing e-commerce. And for the context of my podcast, every company that makes something. So let's talk about this. So we're, we are in Corona and we'll start wrapping this up. 
everybody needs help yesterday and everybody, I mean, uh, I think uh, the bit rate or whatever you call it on the internet now is just, it's about at its max of people trying to Google and learn, Hey, what can we be doing now? Because our sales force is sitting at home, looking out the window, crying. Uh, Let's talk uh, Medicaid, your website, events, virtual events, tools that you have available right now, white papers, anything. Is there any tools, content, Uh, that's free for all of the listeners that they can go and access on their own? Do you have virtual events coming up? Are they free? What are those events coming up? So uh, like I said, if people, and there's a lot of people that need help, they can, uh, you know, start utilizing the um, resources that you guys have in place right now. Yeah. So coronavirus, you're right. Coronavirus made everyone be like, oh man, (laughs) yeah, we've really, you know, we should, should have been thinking about an online channel before and, and you could have seen this coming. And honestly, right. I say to my people, I'm like, let's always consider what happens if the internet gets shut down because that's the other side of the coin, right? So don't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the, the idea that anything can happen is probably, probably a good philosophy in, in life and business. Yeah. So, um, so we, we've always had a really strong educational kind of content arm of what we do. Okay. A lot of it's free on our website. You can go to medicake.com slash learn, and there's a lot of free content there. You can also check out our YouTube channel, which is Medicake on YouTube. We have about 60 or so videos anymore of how to do certain areas of e-commerce. We try and do that in a way that's sort of a little entertaining and also educational. So we try and we try to be a little funny while we do it and just kind of help it sink in. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that. And, um, we put out a weekly e-commerce tips newsletter Okay. and, and, I, and you can, if you go to our website, you can actually sign up for that. It's in the bottom left-hand corner that I would say, if you're just starting, sign up for that and, and, and just start learning and see if, see if you, you can engage with the concepts. We try and teach a very simple concept once a week. Okay. I'm on a lot of a lot of podcasts, a lot of events. Um, I have an event coming up. I think it's August 13th with a partner of ours called Sezzle and they, and they're an e-commerce payment provider, but I'll be talking about how to create one of the best, in our opinion, e-commerce experiences on a website. But lastly, I would say this, if you do nothing else and you want to just get all that stuff in one place, we put together a little PDF, which is a getting started guide on, on e-commerce with a few articles that are core foundational ones, as well as links to some of these things that I've mentioned. And so you can find that at medicake.com slash get dash started. Medicake actually spelled M-E-T-A-C-A-K-E. Like I never met a cake I didn't love, just in case that's not coming across clearly in my speaking. <laughs> Wait, M-E-T-A-C-A-K-E. Okay. I spelled it right in the captions. Yeah. You did. You did great. Thank you. Okay. Some people think I said Medi- Medicaid and certainly right. not that. Yeah, medicaid.com slash get dash started. You'll find, you'll, you'll be able to download just a simple PDF and it's got links to different educational articles like how to's on, on, on understanding some, some core areas of e-commerce if you're just considering it. Um, it's got our contact information on there. It's got all the other things I think I mentioned on that one little thing. So. That might be one of the, the best places. If you'd like to talk to us, just reach out to us. Uh, the contact information is on there. It's on our website. And just in case you miss it in those two places, it's you can email growth, G-R-O, 
wth at medicake.com and happy to jump on the phone and just kind of talk through your business and the problem and see if we can help. So again, you've got PDF resources, you've got video, you're online. I don't know that you do printed mail. So to my grandpa, I'm sorry, you may have to get on a machine. Physical books. Yeah. Here, you know? Oh, you so, do have physical books. Look at that. Okay, fantastic. August 13th, e-commerce, you're going to be a part of a uh, panel there. So, you know, you guys are always in the news anyway, because you guys are in every industry. So I talk about manufacturing, what industry? Pfft, name it. Somebody that makes food, that's manufacturing. Somebody that makes an airplane, manufacturing. Anybody that makes something you can touch, feel, smell, use, or purchase, you can, you can go to Medicake and they can help you. M-E-T-A-C-A-K-E dot com forward slash get dash started, I think would be the best resource. They get a better idea of everything that you guys are offering and they'll probably understand clearly like I did the reason why you guys are growing so fast right now. So Ken, as always, like I said, man, I love you. You're one of the best. Um, it's exciting to see all the things that you guys are doing. It's exciting for you to talk to me offline about some of the big projects you're on. Uh, if you are in e-commerce, I don't care where or what, even if you use Kogan A or not, I invite you to get to know Ken. Tell him Willie sent you. As always, I want to thank all of you. Get the Willie discount. Is there a discount? Okay. Uh, you heard that, folks. There may be a discount. So say uh, Willie sent you and uh, ask and beg for a discount. As always, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, I invite you to jump over to Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review of my show so I can work to give you more of what you want to hear in the world of manufacturing, leadership, and everyday life. If you are in manufacturing and you have a story that you want to share and you want to be a guest of the show, the process is simple. Go to whereswillypodcast.com and request to be a guest of the show. My producer, Linda Hopler, will get in touch with you to complete the registration and scheduling. All guests are free to the show and we look forward to sharing your story with our listeners. I thank you all so much. Thanks, Willie. Love it. Thank you for tuning in to the Where's Willie show. For more information on future shows, please visit whereswilliepodcast.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Where's Willie Podcast and on Twitter at Where's Willie P-O-D. Thank you all so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.